Welcome listeners to TikTok episode 7. Joining us fresh from his early morning round of golf is Mark. Welcome Mark. How you doing? Was it more uh, Brian DeShambles than Brian DeChambeau? Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no comment. Shit banner. Uh, <laughs> and we've got David joining us again too. Hello David. Hi, how's it going? I had I done nothing interesting this morning, so let's yeah. just move on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, okay, St Mirren game. Celtic take scrape a two-one victory. Duffy and Forrest with the goals. Dave, what's your thoughts on the game? It was uh, a tough watch, wasn't it? It was. Um, I went in. I can't remember what I was doing, but the game was on. Went in our room, came back one 0 down, which was. Concerning. I was just glad that they scored so early on, and then I don't know. It was just it was hard to watch. Everyone, everyone just looked so disjointed, especially after like we absolutely romped Ross County. I was thinking that we would be, um, you know, being a wee bit more slow in attacking football, but it was, I was it was a tough watch. I thought Christie uh, played really well, though. He was probably one of the standouts. I thought after me calling for him to be taking off. Uh, corners and free kicks he had two assists so that that's me put firmly back in my place um, it's a classic Josie reverse psychology mate no exactly I'm creating a siege mentality that's exactly what it is um, so he was he was good on, an, on another night of uh, rather slim positives um, I think we look we still look shaky at the back um, I don't know what's going on there's no consistency there at all with the back three the only thing that's consistent in the team right now is the fact that Brown is the only person who doesn't get rotated, which is really weird. Um, I seen today he was chatting about how he's really happy with Celtic's rotation policy. No wonder. He's the only one that's not getting <laughs> taken out. Him and Barkas are like the only two mainstays. So that was weird. I think Edward didn't look great the other night. But then I know we're going to touch on the, the Levy game, but he said he was feeling a bit jaded. But he did play a lot of football um, in the weeks leading up to that. I think he'd played Two pretty much two ninety minutes with us, and then he was away with France and stuff. So that kind of showed that I didn't think he was he was good either. But uh, listen, we got the win. We needed it. It was one of the games in hand. We needed to try and um, get back to the top one. So would would you have taken two one before the game? Definitely. Um, but after the Ross County performance, I was hoping we'd maybe kick on a bit. But it's one of these things. I'll, I'll take it every day. Right? I'll take two ones until the end of the season. Put it that way. Can you look at it as? A positive that we're picking up three points when we're not playing well, or is it the performances a wee bit concerning at the moment? Nah, I don't see this season. Like I don't care if we're shite every game and win one now. I would take that just now. So, as much as like we should be playing teams off the park and performances do matter, as long as we're winning just now and picking up, then I'm happy with that. I think you make a good point. It could be. Sometimes you can start, this is going to sound really stupid, but sometimes you can start a season too well and you're going out and you're running all over teams and then there's inevitably a slump. Like maybe we've seen like Rangers do in the last couple of years and things. They'll come out for the first part of the season, look like absolute world beaters and then fall off the edge of a cliff. Whereas we seem to be grinding results out early doors, which will probably be a bit concerning. So because when we get up to speed properly, um, it'll be... Will be a force to be reckoned with, but aye. I'll take take two one every day of the week just now, anyway. Do you mean like when Tony Mowbray uh, won that Wembley Cup thing? Aye, and everybody went off their head. I went off their head. I think we beat 
Now we beat Aberdeen like 4 0 away, first game of the season. And we all thought this is it. And then, we, but we all know how that ended. I can't see us getting beat 4 0 off St. Mirren this season, but you never know. But, aye, I think you're, you're totally right. Can you, can you take pre season too seriously? That's it. We didn't get. Uh, we didn't have much fortune that season either. <laughs> oh <laughs> man! Oh Christ! That, that's two for two. <laughs> you're not going to get booted off here. Um, <laughs> I don't think fortune was that bad. On a side note, we scored a couple of cracking goals. Jenkins was better than Jeremy Tolshan did. Uh, they're two different players, but um... <laughs> one was terrible and one was okay. Uh, and you talk about Edward being a. Uh, being jaded, how jaded was he for that penalty? It looked like he could barely reach the goals. Yeah, well, we watched that just as we were about to play sevens, and um, aye, that was. I don't like that run up. It puts me off. I just think, I don't know. Yeah, I thought the keeper done. It was a decent save for the keeper, considering the fact they got a phone call at the weekend to say you're playing for Saint Mirren. Um, so he done he done well to save it, but I don't like that run up at all. It just it it doesn't instill me with confidence. It's one of those things when he pulls it off, he looks amazing, but. You look like a total dick if it doesn't go on. Yeah, I was going to say, don't listen back to the Ross County podcast because we all absolutely lauded it and thought it was the best thing ever and we were absolutely criticised it. So <laughs> hypocrites much. But, um, aye, it was... Aye, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know who hits the penalties now because Christie didn't have the best record with them either. He missed a couple. So McGregor? Just keep head. Uh, maybe. Remember Brown used to hit them as well? Yep. Jesus. Um, I would just let Duffy hit them so he gets like 25 goals this season. Yeah, wouldn't, it, wouldn't it surprise me? He, he's another one. Like He's he's a he's a big positive, especially if he's at pieces. It's unbelievable. You've got a good feeling. If you get a decent delivery in the box, he's going to score. The best header of the night, though, was James Forrest. And the better, the only thing better than James Forrest header was the reaction for everybody. Because I think you can hear audible laughing when he scores it. So, <laughs> um, Scott Brown says, fuck off. Nah, it was some header. See if he's meant that. That's a great finish. Um, I think he did mean it. But yeah, again, it was, was it the best performance? No. Will we take it? Absolutely. That's it. you got to win when you're not playing well. The next game was Livingston uh, on Saturday afternoon. Uh, that was to put us top. We won 3-2. McGregor, Christie and Ayeti scored again. Ayeti started well. Um, Mark, what's your thoughts on that game? Forrest out and Frimpong in. Yeah, I thought um, it was it was a it was a bit of a strange game. Um, we started quite well, um, although I thought it was quite strange. Lennon mentioned during the week that he felt like the lack of fans was kind of taking out our attacking impetus. Um, and I don't know if, he, if when he's watched the game if he could hear that Lennon was screaming the whole time telling him to move the ball forward and trying to give them that impetus which I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing um, but I thought it was interesting The last few um, games and, Celtic need to it seems like Celtic need to be scared into knuckling down so we've conceded early twice in the last two games and only then have we started performing yeah, no, I totally agree because we had a penalty shout, but it was never a penalty. The, the the defender fell on the ball. If you got that given against you, you'd be absolutely raging. They went down the other side of the park after we switched off and complained, um, which isn't like Celtic usually. We're really professional, but um, what we weren't on that occasion. Ayers slid in. He's really unlucky. The boys tried to cross it. It's hit the ground, bounced up and hit his hand, which is high, which is like one of those ones where I don't think that should be a penalty, but if you follow the rules of the game, then it is, although I think the rule's stupid. If you're sliding down and you put your hands in the deck, you're going to dislocate your shoulder. Um, but it was what it was. <laughs> uh, just landing <laughs> in the <laughs> <ground's> head first. <laughs> I think like when you pencil. look at what 
<laughs> I think you need to look at what a, a natural and unnatural position is. Uh, it isn't one rule fits all. If you're sitting down, you're not in the same natural position as standing up, but as with his. Um, then I thought there was a good reaction. McGregor scored really quickly afterwards. I think that's McGregor's best position. He was like 25 yards ahead of where he has been playing. And don't get me wrong, he does a great job in the position he plays because he's a fantastic player. But I think that's that kind of number eight position. So if somebody's playing in the six, him in the eight and Christie in the ten and behind the Yeti, I thought worked really well uh, in terms of going forward. Unfortunately, it left Brown exposed uh, as the lone sitting midfielder and, and it wasn't great. And that's how we conceded the second goal. Uh, the fullback just walked off him. And don't get me wrong, he was 25 yards out and blasted it in the roof of the net. But um, I think Brown's looking, he's looking leggy and I feel like he should have been rested midweek away from home and then brought in at home. For a game that we had to get to the top of the league, I thought would have been would have been smart. So, as Dave mentioned, the rotation policy, uh, he has no rotation. So, that's interesting. Ayeti, by the way, what a goal. A great team move and an excellent finish. So, all in all, it was kind of similar to how Dave summed up the game against St Mirren. Um, it wasn't that convincing, but at the end of the day, there's not going to be, there's no pictures on our scorecard. It's the same league table. If the performances aren't great, so be it if it means we're getting results. Um, also, I uh, shout out to both Forest brothers that come on at the same time. And uh, oh, yeah. I secretly think our friend Barry had a hard one. Uh, you know when someone protests too much to not like someone? I think it's because he secretly loves them. Oh, the old uh, mm-hmm. premier school thing? Aye, the old switcheroo. Um, <laughs> so I thought it was uh, a, a little bit of an underwhelming performance because Livingston had chances to score. But once again, I'll take three points. Um, I'd like to see the performances get better, but I'm not. Uh, you just... You just can't really complain too much when it's three points, but we just need to have a big performance next week against Hibs, and slowly but surely I'll be I'll be a one over. Started with a three-five-two, but no Edward. Yeah, and I I understand what Dave was saying about him being jaded and that, but you know it's it's like five games into the season or six games. I mean, twenty-one years old, he's played like eight times this season. Um, I hope it's nothing more than him being jaded, but I do have my concerns, but. Fingers crossed that, that he just needs a rest. Uh, I think he might just need a rest because remember they missed the game as well. One of the... I can't remember what one it was. He missed... I think it was a Moreau game. Um, he missed his playing at home because he had some sort of injury and then he went away with France. And then with when France, he came, yeah. his, his first game back was Ross County. So I think that he probably was feeling a bit jaded. But um, do we think Barca should have done better with his second Levy goal? Or... You know, I just watched that again. Um, I've watched that about five times, and I've changed my mind each time. But I've came to the conclusion that it's, it's a great strike. It That's moves a good in strike. there, and it's roofing the net, and it's so much power. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and just say great yeah. goal. I seen that. I seen on Twitter people are giving a hard time, but he can't really do anything about that. And he was unlucky with a penalty as well. Um, just then, good in, penalty, and they got a fingertip, didn't they? Yeah, just a quick in, interesting one. Um, can you guys want to guess who is top of the assist charts in the SPFL? Uh, Greg Taylor? Uh, it's Greg Taylor now. Oh. Oh, I was going to say, you know, against Livingston, uh, you know, like, he's one of these players when he's got the ball, he gets caught out and found out. He, he, he can't, he, it's not going to be a beat a man if he doesn't have a pass to link up and he's messed up. But his movement off the ball um, to receive a pass like inside the fullback is good and his final ball is good as well. I feel like um, the only player he can I think link he just up with is Callum McGregor. I they seem to be on the same wavelength, but I, I don't think he's he's technically a bad player. I think he just lacks the physical attributes needed to play um, as a wing back. So 
the fact that he needs to get forward doesn't suit his game, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, somebody posted this week on Twitter the first seven games of the last ten seasons and what Celtic's record is, like how many points and goal difference and whatnot. Uh, turns out this season is our joint best one on points and I think third in goal difference. Yeah, I think only last season and the first Brendan Rodgers season was better. Aye. I think. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, the performances haven't been great. There's no, like, I don't think any of us can deny it that we haven't been firing on all cylinders. Um, but it feels like, see if we can sort that defence out and stop conceding goals. It's going to make a huge difference. It's a, it's a weird one. I think we've had a bit of a stop start because we beat Aki's 5 1 and then. We've beat County 5 now. We had a good performance against Murrow. It seems like we haven't really gained any sort of momentum yet. And I don't know if that's because we got knocked out of Europe, then there was an international break. But I'm hoping with these games coming up now, there's a good stretch before the next international break. So I hope we can put a proper good run together. Um, but I think I think you're right. I, totally, I think you're totally bang on. Once we get the defence ironed out and just get a kind of settled back three or back four or whatever it is, then I think we'll I think we'll kick on. One thing I would say is that the bench on Saturday looked the strongest it's looked in a long, long time. Yeah, well, that, it, it looked well. It's the strongest it's been under Lennon, I would say. I still think we need a, a, a left-back in and hopefully um, the the faithful McLean will be joining. Oh, transfer rumours? Uh, don't, uh, don't jump the gun, Mark. Well, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've got a spiel ready. <laughs> uh, this week, we rounded off our best Celtic eleven of the last 30 years in a Twitter poll for the last two positions, which were the striker positions. Uh, we kind of weighted the the poll so that Henrik Larson wasn't grouped with any of the other top strikers. Uh, we've, we've duped the, the, the figures. Um, basically the two groups were right? Henry Larson Scott McDonald Gary Hooper Pierre Van Hoydonk who he's going for guys need to ask Scott McDonald yep yep Mark <laughs> Pierre Van Hoydonk for his uh, two free kicks for final against Rangers in the one game <laughs> Good. no I remember that that was a good <laughs> oh. remember wasn't it that was there was like a two year period where Van Hoydonk was like the best free kick take in the world I, I, I wasn't saying free kicks. There's only twice I can think of a player scoring two free kicks in one game, and it's uh, Pierre and Lee Griffiths. <laughs> um, both not for Celtic. Uh, <laughs> the, so the results of that poll were 100% of the vote went to Gary Hooper. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, no, it was Henry Larson. Um, okay, the poll number two, the, main, the big one, the big one. Who is going to partner Larson up front? Uh, the choices were Chris Sutton, John Hartson, Odson Edward, Musa Dembele. It's a tough one. Eh? It took me a while. Uh, I pondered over that for like a good ten minutes um, because I think the best person to play alongside Larson was Chris Sutton. Uh, Complimented yeah. his game so well, but for me, the best player out of those four. So thinking of it as a as a separate poll of who is the best player. Uh, it was so close, but for me, it was just just Moussa Dembele. Aye, I'd agree. I would disagree. <laughs> uh, I went um, <laughs> for Chris Sutton because I thought that um, he 
was part of the best strike force ever. SAS, Super Armour Shoulders, Soldiers. Um, <laughs> the, but no, I, I went for Sutton because Sutton and Larson were, were fighting together. I get the Dembele thing and I think the fact that he played with so recently would make us think that he is... Um, I understand it because I was totally close, but I think breaking Larson and Sutton up would be criminal for me. But I, I can see why people picked Dembele because he was... I think the two of them in their prime together would have been decent, but I think he's still got a wee bit to go to eclipse something for me. Okay, results. No. Is he, with 0%, odds and Edward. With 13%, John Hartson. Who voted for Hartson? With 38%. Find, find out. <laughs> I don't know if the Twitter analytics tells you. Um, with 38%, Chris Sutton, which means with forty nine percent Mr. Dembele. It's partnering Larson up front. Okay, just want to know the want to know the full eleven? I give us a full eleven. Yeah, go for it. I've got it here. Yeah, okay. And goals out of Boric. It's a four four two. Uh and goals out of Boric. Back four of Jackie McNamara right back. Virgil van Dyke, centre back, partnering him, Alan Stubbs, left back, Kieran Tierney. Holding midfield two of Paul Lambert and Paul McStay, two Pauls. <laughs> uh, we've got our playmakers slash inside forwards slash wingers, Nakamura on the right and Lubo Moravchik on the left. With a straight force of Larson Dembele. Oh. Bloody hell. That's a Champions League winning team right there. Uh, it's, uh, it's an insane, what an insane side. For me, uh, it's all great, but imagine Paul Lambert and Paul McStay in the midfield, man. Fucking hell. I know. We just have such an easy time. Paul think Lambert how, make Craig Barley look like a good player. Think <laughs> how um, think how dangerous you'd be for set pieces with Naka and Lubo whipping them in, and then you've got Larson, Dembele, Van Dyke, and Stubbs all going for it. That's like a guaranteed <laughs> goal like, every time you hit a corner. Oh, the teams the just, teams are full package, Dave. Full package. Nice, yeah, unbelievable. There's so much, uh, there's so much guile, isn't there? Uh, maybe lacking a little bit of foot speed, but um, brain speed would make up for it in that team. God, I would love. I would pay so much money to watch that team. Probably still now. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we were talking about this as well. So what we wanted to do is look back on the nine in a row up until this point. Hopefully, ten and compare and contrast where Celtic are um, now as to where we were then. So the first eleven for the first game of the nine in a row so far was. Celtic were away to Easter Road. We won 2-0. That's a good result as well. Good result. <laughs> the start 11 for Celtic on the day, we have Lucas Alushka. Uh, the best thing he done was basically fighting Paul Payton and Ashton Lane. Then we've got Mark Wilson, who was captain on the day. Uh, then Kelvin Wilson, Glenn Lovins and Isa Gary as a back four. A holding midfield pairing of Benham Kyle and Kisong Young, who scored... Chris Commons on the right, Ledley on the left, and up top, Hooper and Stokes. Oh. The fable partnership of Hooper and Stokes. Wait until you hear this bench, though, because this bench is right. so much better than the starting 11. I don't know why none of them are playing. <laughs> uh, apart from Dominic Servi, who's the American goalie. That oh, I, uh, I see him playing uh, basketball once in Blantyre Sports Center. Just uh, anybody cares. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> then we've got. Adam Matthews, Charlie Mulgrew, Sean Maloney, Victor Manyama, James Forrest, and Samaras on the bench. Oh, oh. Jesus. What, what, what are like five or eighteen that'd be? <laughs> so, 
so Benson looks good, but starting eleven, like I think that's fairly fairly ropey. Yeah, I'd say our starting eleven now is a decent improvement on that. Right, how bad was Glenn Lewis? Right, he was pretty. Did he not go down to the Premiership after he left us? I think he. I, I know he played a lot of games for Cardiff. Right. Um, he played for a team that were blue. Uh, Cardiff. I want to say Wigan. <laughs> Yeah, I'm checking out quite. The, the only, the only, I don't know. Um, Hooper would probably, well, Prime Hooper would, would he get in the starting eleven in front of Edward and Ajeti at this moment? Then? Um, I, th- I think uh, him and Ajeti look really similar. Uh, I think that's quite a good comparison on player. Um, strong and just natural finishers. Um, early days for Ajeti, I thought Hooper was great over over a long time, so he would just edge it for me at the moment. Uh, I think Joe Ledley. Yeah, uh, was an excellent footballer. I would like to if uh, if we could have him in his prime, uh, I'd take him in the squad in a second. Would they replace anyone in the starting eleven, or do you think he would just make squad? Uh, it would be a really tough call. Um, he could play anywhere as well, but I thought as a as a holding midfielder just now, I'd I'd probably play him in front of Brown. Glenn Leuven's joined Celtic from Cardiff, and he later on went on to play with Sheffield Wednesday in Sunderland. Sheffield Wednesday's kit is very similar to Wiggins, so yeah. Nah, no, you want to follow me? The only one for me that we get in our current starting eleven was prime time Izagiri because he was class. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Pretty much yeah. any left back in Celtic history is going to make it. Everybody in. forgets how good Izagiri was because Tierney was just a generational yeah. thing, but Izagiri was decent. Oh, uh, that, I remember he was he was linked to like Man United and stuff. Mm. It was it was unbelievable. Rumour has it, but tra- I'm wanting to transfer rumours by the way. Uh, Rumour has it we're trying to fill that easy giddy shaped hole in the squad with James McLean. Uh, did this think, um, just get the, the juices flowing, Mark? Uh, so, do you not think? Uh, I think it's a bit, uh, <laughs> is that three? Am I out? Is that? <laughs> no, we'll let that one go. <laughs> that was not bad. Uh, I think. Um, it's a weird one, yeah, on like, uh, the Celtic Twitter, which is maybe the most toxic place in the world. You think me and Barry are bad <laughs> in the group chat, read Twitter. Everybody um, in Celtic Twitter hates Celtic. Do you, do you think, like, <laughs> yeah. see, see, like, uh, see, like, Shane Duffy, see, he's just a normal centre-back. I never played for, it was a playing for Ireland, and the same with James McLean, it was a pure net celic of that. Do you think we'd be going mad about just, like, the quality of the player, or is it just because they've got that connection? Uh, would you, do you not think if uh, he didn't have that connection and someone says, right, we're going to try and get someone that can play left wing back, he's got premiership experience, he's quick, athletic, strong, and he's got 73 caps for Ireland, that we wouldn't want him? Yeah, that's what I'm asking you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, don't put me in this remotely. Don't, don't get cheeky, right? I'll beat you up. Uh, so, you would be um, an excellent lawyer, Bill. Just constantly <laughs> asking questions back to the court. <laughs> this way, I feel like I'm in a job interview there. Um, just trying to warm my way out of it. Um, so to answer the question, uh, with a question, uh, I think we would bite our hand off uh, to have him under any other circumstance. Same with Shane Duffy? Uh, Shane Duffy, uh, yeah, I think if somebody's got 100 Premiership appearances and they're 28 and they want to come to Celtic, then that's a great thing. Okay, okay. Uh, I agree yeah. to an extent. I think the fact that he does, obviously the two of them are obsessed with Celtic, makes it a wee bit more romantic. Um, but I think I think uh, James McLean's a decent a decent player. 
Is it better than Taylor? Yeah, it probably is. I mean, so so you no problem about it. It's better than Taylor, but and I like Taylor, so you might find somebody like having a natural left wing back in front of him in the squad might help him come on because he's got nobody to learn off at this moment in time. Whereas he said when um, when Damien Duff was here that he helped him a lot in terms of he's crossing and he's crossing as good. Well, he's a top a top assists based on games played and stuff. So you might find a McLean coming in could help. Um, Taylor improve as well, but no, I think I think McLean would be a decent signing. If I'm being honest, though, I don't I don't see it happen. I just I, I don't think it will materialise. It, it'll need to be another one where he's pushing the move through, like Shane Duffy was. Nah, 100%. Um, but you can imagine. I mean, he's he's clearly Celtic obsessed, um, more so than Duffy um, in terms of like how easy it is to see him on social media, wearing Celtic tops and giving lessons in uh, Irish history um, in a balaclava which is absolutely mental and I, I understand why people are a bit trepidatious about him joining when he's done things like that but at the end of the day Steve uh, asked Arnold for him game if he sticks him up like on Instagram I'm going to like it Do you think that so a player coming in who clearly knows how important this season is that the magnitude of the season helps or hinders the, the team I think it helps. I think I don't think like if you're playing for a football team and you're enthusiastic, if you show enthusiasm, then that's going to be a good thing uh, for the team. It's a bit like uh, Arthur Boritz. Um He was also like had that bit of crazy. Remember he wore the God Bless the Pope T-shirt at Ibrooks and stuff. I mean, he had that in him, and I always thought he drove us on the on the better performances when he was trying to beat up Lee Naylor. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's it. No, certain I, I players, think it's a good thing. Certain players, if they've got the ability to back it up. It helps, but other players can just let it just ruin games for them. Yeah. I don't think McLean will be one of these guys who'll come in and cause issues in the dressing room and stuff like that. I've never read anything to say that he's unprofessional. A lot of the stuff he does seems to be away for the pitch and people, write, or people have an opinion on it, which is fine. But I don't necessarily think that we basically we shouldn't not sign them because the media might write bad things about us because we'll just not read it anyway. So we'll just leave them to do that. I let us bonus the sun will write whatever it wants regardless. Uh, oh. Don't buy the sun. Oh, could you imagine but, James McLean? That would be the same for Celtic. That would be. Oh man, that would be like it would basically keep the papers afloat up here for an extra couple of months. <laughs> it'd be it'd be mental. I think I think McLean would be a good signing for a season. If you can get him on loan or something like that, then why not? I think it'd be I think it'd be really good. Um he's he's an upgrade on Taylor and he's a uh, uh, different uh, he's, uh, he's good. Me, he's, get him he's, signed. He knows what it's all about. He's a, he's a good Celtic man. That's, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's what matters. Uh, but on a serious note I think he improves our first team and that's important. Uh, imagine this right a starting lineup right Barkas in a back three of Duffy, uh, Julian, Ayer. Midfield four. So I'm going to go three, four, three here. Midfield four Ooh. of McLean, McGregor, and Cham Frimpong. Up front, Christy, Edward. Ah, uh, thanks. Just interrupted there. <laughs> Christy, Edward, and Forrest. Oh, no Ajeti though. No Ajeti, but no Turnbull. No Brown. I, I quite like that. I mean, I really <laughs> like Brown, but I think I think this is his uh, 
I think this is his, like not like his farewell season, but I think at home and stuff and in big games, I think he should be rested for them. I think uh, so can keep his ready for them. But I still up. want to see him. I, I, I still want to see him playing in like old firm games and stuff. I think that we need that influence and that leadership on the park, um, a hundred percent. But I don't think he's got the legs to be playing two two games a week. Aye, that's it. And we're going to have to play two games a week for the rest of the season. So yeah, we we need to. He can still keep his performances up if we give him a chance to to do so. Every other thirty-five year old defensive midfielder in the world's probably getting his game time managed. Like Brown, isn't he? Uh, isn't it some sort of enigma to this? He needs to. Lennon needs to manage him. It'll be interesting to see if he plays on uh, Thursday night away to this Latvian mob because if he does play, then the likelihood is he's going to play against Hibs as well. I wouldn't mind seeing him dropped just to give not somebody else a chance because that sounds a bit, you know, kind of primary school football team. But just to kind of get someone else in the team and get him first team football. He was talking up Turnbull a lot in the press conference today. So I don't know if that will maybe happen, but going back to uh, Martin's first 11, I would have the same, obviously, goalie back three, and I'd have Forrest right wing back, McLean left wing back, a midfield three, who I think will play would be Brown, McGregor, Christie, and then a Yeti and Edward up front. I love how we're including <laughs> James McLean in a Celtic 11. Hypo- hypothetical. Uh, hypothetical. Uh, I, 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 uh, I'd I think I completely agree with that team. Um, yeah, we just with Brown and Turnbull kind of rotating in and out. Because I think when Brown plays, I like McGregor at eight, and I think if Turnbull plays, then Turnbull plays at eight, and McGregor plays at six. So I think there's a, there's definite depth now in that midfield, which I was panicking about at the start of the season. I won't lie, um, but it's definitely the squad's taking shape. Yeah, and we're see- top of the league, so or well, not top of the league. Rangers are uh, top of the league, um, but I'm hopeful for a big performance against Hibs on Sunday. So. Yeah, we seem, we'll be, right we seem to be a, a left wing back away from a good squad. Yeah, I, I think we're a left wing back for a very good squad on the proviso that nobody leaves before the transfer window shuts. I think if like an ayer or something goes, which is probably, oh, yeah. Like, um, yeah, yeah, I think no, we need to get obviously a replacement for him. Type yeah. of, but um, I if, can... we, if we get a left wing back in and keep that squad, then that's a that, and see, to be fair, a lot of people knock the board and stuff like that, and I know they do things that annoy people and stuff. But they've they've spent a decent amount of money, like a decent amount of money this season, especially this season with COVID and stuff going on. They've done well. I think obviously Celtic fans and stuff have backed them record season ticket sales, and obviously all this money they've probably got for Adidas alone, like for, for buying stuff, and which sounds a bit daft, but I think they've put their kind of money where their mouth is. If they go and get a first-choice left-back in and keep everybody, then that's a very, very good transfer window. I think it's a, it's a good transfer window. I'm, I'm in the in the camp of I'd like to see it happen a little bit earlier because then I think we, would, we, could, we could possibly have got Champions League group stage and uh, we all know what that means in terms of finances and in terms of keeping players. Um, I think if Ayer goes, um, do you think Beton and El Hamid are good enough to, to cover that position? Uh, no, purely because... There's a back three that he seems to be going for, so there's not enough cover, I wouldn't say. Left-footed centre-back yep. Ryan Portis, Sandy? Oh. I, I, I would, uh, I would uh, I'd sign him and uh, loan him back. I thought I thought he uh, dealt with the whole situation really well, being a young guy. He made Gerard look like an absolute dick. And the reason that that happened is because Gerard is an absolute dick. <laughs> Just drama, man. Just drama all the time. 
so sad. <laughs> uh, our next sixers are away to Riga on Thursday evening, live on Premier Sports. And then we play Hibs at home Sunday afternoon, not on Premier Sports. That'll be uh, the pass, won't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Past the the past the paradise. Paradise. It's a six o'clock kickoff on uh, Thursday night as well. So, oh, finish work, finish work sharpish. Yes, That's get that. yourself up the road, or if you're already in the house, <laughs> move from room to room. As, room. <laughs> as most of us are, I turn around and turn the telly on, or uh, log on to the website on your laptop. Aye. Um, Open up a new tab. Just quickly, we were naming our sort of preferred lineups, and I noticed that David Forrest in there. Forest against Frimpong, who plays at that position for you? Forest. I think uh, Frimpong at home, and I think Forest away from home. It's a funny one because one is pretty much guaranteed to either set up or score a goal, but can't really do much in terms of defending, and Frimpong a lot better at tracking back, especially if you get slow centre backs. It's, um, it's, an, it's an interesting one. I don't think wing back overly suits Forrest, but it's one of those things. In terms of what he contributes to the team, it's just so hard to argue with it. Yeah, it is the only thing kind of we're still to figure out about the three five two because he's too good a player to leave out. But if he doesn't fit in the system, he doesn't fit in. I, I think. I, I think Forrest is. I really really like Forrest. Um, I know some people don't. I think if we're trying to shoehorn the two of them in, I would put Forrest out to left wing back or left back. I think it really depends who's playing as your back three. Because if you've got, if Julian's fit and you've got a back three, Duffy, even I suppose if El Hamid plays, then El Hamid can kind of slot into that right back position and Brown would drop. And then you would have a four at the back if Frimpong or Forrest is going forward. But I, I would, I would play. I would always play Forrest. I think he's, I think he's a, he's a, he's a great footballer. Um, I think if I, as I say, sorry, go back to my point. I think if we try to get the two of them in, I would put, uh, Frimpong right wing back and Forrest at left wing back. But I think, I agree to a certain extent. I think it would be dependent on who the opposition was and if we were home or away. If we're going to be doing a lot of defending, there's no point in playing them. But if we're going to be mainly attacking, then I think he needs to be in the team. Okay, brilliant. Okay, so keep an eye on your Twitter feed this week because we'll be putting up our choices for the for the worst Celtic strikers in the last thirty years. So stay oh, tuned. It's going to be fun. Uh, we'll, we'll again we'll have two polls of four players each, which I think of eight eight shockers. Uh, we'll come up with about twenty, and then we'll Martin will narrow it down. <laughs> Don't worry, just leave it to me. Okay, until then, stay cool, guys. 